Welcome to the Sell Your Brilliance Summit, where we empower entrepreneurs to elevate their influence. We're here to ignite your entrepreneurial spirit and help you showcase your unique talents to the world. I'm your host, Michelle Parad, and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this journey of unlocking your true potential. Enjoy this summit. I can't wait to connect with you. So when it comes to building our businesses, it's of course really important to manage our stress levels and how do we go about that? Well, Corrine Phelps is really here to help us understand the role of the nervous system in facing our fears. And we really go into what it means to do something new and how you can do so in a way that's graceful and easeful. And I really appreciate also touching on the topic of what are the lies that as high achievers, we all tell ourselves and the importance of really tapping into our own internal power. Corrine Phelps is a renowned expert in personal transformation dedicated to helping individuals like you break free from limiting beliefs and creating a life of abundance. With her qualifications as a master NLP practitioner, clinical hypnotherapist, and nervous system executive business coach, Corrine brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to empower you on your journey. So we are so fortunate to have Corrine on this summit, and I can't wait for you to dive in. So Corey, thank you so much for joining us to this summit. I'm so happy to be interviewing you. And I also wanted to congratulate you because I know that Super Expander just got trademarked. (laughs) And so I, I wanted to celebrate you. I know it's a big feat and a stamp from the universe in a way that you have your body of work and, and it's a real materialized thing. (laughs) So I wanted to hear a little bit about maybe if there's even a backstory to how you came about the super expander podcast, or even the term, like, how did it come to you in the first place? Oh my goodness. Thank you for for celebrating that. It is. It's it's so funny. It's one of those things where like from the outside might seem like it's not such a big deal, but you're like, you know what, this is something worth celebrating. I did, I did the work and waited out the, the time and it's this original term and name. And now it's like legitimately ours and no one else can use it, which is, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, so thank you. So let's see, the Super Expander name actually came to me in a breathwork session. And I will say that the term expander, I learned about it from To Be Magnetic, from Lacey Phillips, if you guys are familiar with that. And I had gone through some of her courses and started really honing in on this idea of expanders. And expanders really are just people who have shown you what is possible for you. If you have, maybe you want to have a really deep, connected, romantic relationship, but you don't necessarily haven't had a model of that in your immediate family life or home life. And so you look to the outside world to maybe a couple who exemplifies exactly that. 
and paying attention to all the things that make that relationship what it is, what sort of identity they each have, what sort of things they do for each other. So it's like all of the details. And when you start to choose expanders that are the example, it operates on the idea of mirror neurons in our brain. When we see that someone else has done it, it shows that we it's possible for us. It opens up like a whole new horizon for us. And so in breath work, it came to me, I was like, ah, oh, super expander. Cause there are people who are even more than just regular expanders for us. There are people who completely blaze the trail. And that's really the premise behind that. The people who truly went first and that's what a super expander is. So some people don't necessarily need expanders. They are have this like courageous, Thing deep within themselves and they decide that they're going to be the ones that are, are the creators. So that's the idea, meaning the premise behind Super Expander. And so my podcast, I love to have conversations with people who are blazing the trail so that other people can hear those stories and know that their dreams, their ideas, what they want to create in this world is possible for them. Amazing. Yeah. What came to mind for me is if I were to describe probably your clients, they're the rebel pioneers. If, if I was going to put an archetype around them. <laughs> so, I love that. Yes, absolutely. That's essentially a super expander. They're right. like, you know what? I'm, I don't need someone to show me. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to be courageous because somebody has got to do it. Or someone's got to go first. Amazing. So how, how would you describe some of the challenges that arise when we're, especially in the nervous system, which is a topic that you talk a lot about, but what can arise when we are doing something that is totally new, no one else has done it, it's unexpected, mm. what, what happens for a lot of people? What are some of the challenges that start to stir up? <laughs> Yeah, it's scary, right? Being able to, you know, do it, stepping into something new for anybody, whether you've seen someone do it or not, is extremely scary. And for our nervous system, if we're facing challenges like that, there tends to be these like constriction in the body. So we start to shut down our heart races, maybe, and those things start to manifest and it feels like anxiety and it might start to feel like, maybe you shouldn't do this. This isn't safe for me to do this thing that I know I'm called to do. And so a lot of the, the work that we do is working through that, feeling that that fear, feeling the heart racing, feeling the sweaty palms, the anxiety, the being able to differentiate between that gut instinct and a mismatch. Because a lot of times we will we'll get these messages from our body that think something isn't safe. And it's not necessarily because it is dangerous. There's this mismatch information. Your body's receiving it as not safe. And then all of a sudden that can make us shut down. And when we're trying to do big things, we need to be able to face that stuff and move through it. So the nervous system piece just really helps us expand our capacity to face hard things, scary things, unknown things. Right. Yeah. And I, what I really appreciate about your approach is that a lot of coaches are like, oh, it's a mindset thing. If you face with a fear, just push through it. Or even the fact that we may know that we have those emotions or whatever it is, a lot of the time we just 
block it or ignore it or just not even acknowledge it. But what I like is you have a very interesting way of moving through that through breath work and through your coaching. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what are some of those alternative ways that we really need to look at besides just the thinking part about what are, what we're faced with day to day? Yeah. I think those, all those thoughts actually come from somewhere. They come from actually from your body, right? If you've ever heard of the book that the body keeps score. And so your body holds on to all sorts of things and creates those thoughts. And the, we can't really choose our first thought because that's, it comes from messages in our body at the outside world, your nervous system interpreting it. And then we can choose our second thought. And then that choosing of the second thought, using something like breath work or other nervous system regulating tools that allows you to really get into your body and decipher what is truth, at least truth for you. And some of that is, I mean, so I use the conscious and connected breath, which is really starting to gain um, awareness and people are talking about it and understanding what that is. I think Andrew Huberman put it on the map when he started talking about the physiological side being the, like the fastest way for us to regulate or step out of stress. And so that's definitely a way, a tool that we use. And then I also use things like um, orienting, which is this is also another little thing that's having a moment on TikTok. If you have, if you've been on TikTok and you've seen any of those videos called the art of noticing, that mm -hmm. is, that's orienting is, and it's what it is literally using your five senses. Most of the time when we're feeling any kind of fear, anxiety, it's because your heart and your mind are in two different places and neither one of them is actually where your feet are. And the trick to being able to move forward, and if you want to say, feel the fear and do it anyways, which is a, a term I really dislike, but if we're going to go with that, it's actually bringing that coherence back and getting your mind, your body, your feet, everything all in one place so that you can face the present moment. And when we're really in the present moment, most of the time, fear and anxiety just completely dissipates. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's, you can only control basically that one thing you can do right now. <laughs> uh, and then when we're not thinking about the future, because anxiety is all about thinking about the future at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. The what ifs are like, oh my gosh, I'm forecasting this thing to happen. And most of the time, the thing that we are forecasting to happen never actually comes to fruition. And we spent a lot of time and energy and a lot of times making ourselves sometimes sick from thinking and feeling like that. And it was never actually going to happen. We just like project all these things about what could or yeah, uh, exactly. And then when we're in it, so it's not, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Absolutely. And a lot of times that's all coming from our past, right? Because we start to project a record of our past into the future. It's all just repetitive. Even our thoughts. I think I can't remember how many thoughts we actually have in a day. It's, it's a lot like somewhere in the hundreds of thousands of thoughts that we have, and it's 80% of them are repetitive. Which is mind-blowing. <laughs> mm -hmm. If we start to actually take notice of what's going on as well, it's it's interesting. You start to really see yourself in a different light. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I'm sure a lot of a lot of us judge ourselves and criticize ourselves and have that kind of 
internal dialogue as well. So yeah, what have you used? You mentioned a lot of tools, but just to to move past some of that, because I know the topic here that we're ultimately discussing is how we can be her or that embodied person now. And you already mentioned the present moment, but how do we really get to that embodied place and leave behind some of the lower self aspects of judgment and other things? I think it's con- we're constantly in a work in progress to that. I don't think we ever actually fully arrive. And if you've met someone who has fully arrived, I would love for you to introduce them to me. <laughs> Maybe a monk somewhere who has been meditating and doing all these things and separated themselves from the outside world in so many different ways. But, and this is something that we say about nervous system regulation. It's not a destination. It's a daily, it's a daily practice. But I think there's some things that we can do to set ourselves up for success for this. And one of them is being really crystal clear on who we want to be. And then actually, instead of making a to-do list, it's a to-be list. And when we focus on our to-be list, then all of the to-dos usually start to take care of themselves. Then the anxiety, that inner chatter, the judgment, all of that kind of starts to, to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've definitely experienced that a number of times where leaving that to-do list, like at the back burner somewhere, like it's there, but it's out of my mind or out of my um, immediate purview. How interesting that I see some of it being like ticked off for me <laughs> without me even reaching out or whatever it is. And I'm like, huh, that person just basically gave me that opportunity that was on my list, right? And it was just because I took a pause. So I really resonate with that saying. <laughs> oh my gosh, absolutely. That's a funny thing you say that is, I will have this happen a lot where maybe you have, I don't know, a bunch of things, whether it's your schedule and then all of a sudden you look at it, this is, none of this is going to work out. Like I need to move this or move that around. And then I all of a sudden will just be like, take a breath. And then then two seconds later, I'll get a message from one of the things I knew I needed to either move or switch around. And it'll be like, Hey, by the way, can I move to Monday instead of Friday? And I was like, isn't this amazing? You just asked me and I didn't have to look like (laughs) it just, it happens so often when you're in that place of alignment, and you're just trusting and you're in that being place. Like, I'm just going to focus on the most important things right here and right now. And all of these weird little like conflicts and struggles, they do, they just start taking care of themselves. It's really amazing. But I do find that it's like, there, there's more to it than being the in the present moment. I think it's being in this like theta brainwave state, which I, which is truly breath work is one way that you can get there or meditation. So the mm-hmm. more that we can sort of drop into this less mind chatter place, the more manifestation power ultimately that we have. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. It makes you so magnetic when we're in that place. And I think part of that too is it's because you're actually shutting off that prefrontal cortex place when you're dropping in to, to a theta brainwave state. And when that happens, it's the ego, the inner critic, all of those things 
are on vacation. They're still there, but they're on vacation. And that's really where the magic happens. And, and yeah, I have to say that I've had several breathwork sessions with you already. And what you were saying about getting to that place where you know what you want. I I do think that's another mechanism that we can really it's by dropping into that theta or delta place, which you can really deeply get into through the breath work, um, that those insights can come through for us that we would have never imagined before. So if we were just to think about what we wanted, it would be so short-sighted compared to what you get in a heightened state. And yeah. Altered state of consciousness. All of a sudden, there are no limits. There's not any judgment. It's just this pure potential that you drop into. Yeah, it's really pretty remarkable. So yeah, any other advice you might give to our audience about just being on this path and generally personal development as well? What what have you found in your entrepreneurial endeavors (laughs) that you would want to tell our audience about it, whether it's around money or I remember you, you had an episode about the lies that we tell ourselves as well. That one's a really good one. I definitely. Oh yeah. The lies as high achievers that we tell ourselves. Yeah. I think the big one inside of that is that your worth is tied to to your work. I think that's like the number one lie that we tell ourselves, which then ties in to money, right? Because we also believe that the wealth and abundance that we desire has to come from that particular way. And I think when we start to truly open ourselves up to receiving in any kind of way is when we start getting these really unexpected sorts of things coming in and we're like, oh, okay, let's just say we want to make a million dollars. Then we're tied to this idea of making a million dollars, but it has to come from the business or it has to come from the job that we have, the career that we have. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. It's not like maybe a million dollars is going to fall out of the sky to you, but all of a sudden we open ourselves up to new different opportunities when we decide that we're just open to receiving it from wherever it might come is one thing. I also think it's really important when we're talking about personal development and all of these practices and rituals that we can potentially participate in. And I think it can get get a little bit overwhelming when you start thinking about maybe I have to do breath work every day because breath work worked for me. And Mm -hmm. even as someone who teaches and guides breath work, you don't have to do it every single day. Be open to creating your own formula, not necessarily listening to the gurus or like whomever, even like a mentor or coach, like it's all, you get to create your own journey around it. And part of that too, is not becoming too reliant on any one sort of practice to Mm -hmm. be the thing that's going to take you there. Because For example, if you are using breath work and you like love listening to like audios that I create or something, right? Like that, cause I I do those. And all of a sudden you become almost dependent on them to find your clarity 
you've outsourced your power. And then what happens when you're on vacation and the internet goes out and you're in the middle of some sort of like internal crisis. And the only way that you know how to support yourself is through that way versus having your own internal tools that you know how to rely on for yourself, if that makes sense. It does make a lot of sense. Yeah. And I do think that I've gone through phases where like in a specific part of my life, one thing worked and then I outgrew it and it was like, okay, there's this next level tool or whatever it is that's now resonating with me more because I've changed or I've shifted or my understanding is different. I feel like when I was first in the spiritual realm, I was relying on tarot readings. I know we're not going into that (laughs) space quite yet, but until I realized I don't really need to predict my future, I, I can create it. And so then it was like, oh, what is a different type of tool I can go off and use? So it's similarly with like, there's so many different types of meditation as well. Absolutely. Um, so lots of flavors to get us into a, a flow state for sure. There absolutely is. And I think I, the reason I feel so strongly about that is, is because I feel like a lot of times in this industry of personal development and support, we tend to the person we maybe are receiving like a breath work or a meditation, we give them, I think almost there's like this pedestaling that happens. And I really want to bring some like awareness to the idea that there is no hierarchical anything when it comes to this kind of work. And the more that you can start to tap into that own internal power, you will be so much better off. Yeah, absolutely. so much to be learned learn from so many other people, but approaching it from a way of, I guess, like equality, or you're just there to learn from someone, not that they're better than you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's a different approach to mentors, which I completely agree with. I've definitely had my fair share of times outsourcing my power to other people. And it's part of the journey of learning. Um, Absolutely. Same, same. I guess that's why I'm, I'm bringing it up is because the sooner you potentially have that seed planted of, oh, outsourcing your power to another person, to another tool that you have all of the answers is just to remember that. Exactly. You, you have to do that a couple of times, maybe <laughs> before you get the point, <laughs> but amazing. Thank you so much for your beautiful wisdom. I would probably want to talk to you forever on many of these different topics, <laughs> but where can people find you? I know you have an awesome resource as well called the Be Her Now workshop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's all sorts of places you can find me, of course, on Instagram, or if you happen to be a LinkedIn person, you can totally find me there. There's a super expander podcast, which we talked about. Come check that out. And yeah, I would love for you to dive in and experience the Be Her Now workshop. It's a workshop and then a breath work that accompanies it to really step in and claim that future self identity. And instead of waiting to be that person, Start to be that person who has all of the things that you desire in this current moment. Amazing. Awesome. So empowering and excited to see what's next for you as well. 
as we all embark on our super expanding journey. So thank you again for joining us. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. So grateful to, to have this conversation. I appreciate you. Thank you.